Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 46 of our podcast that was originally recorded on October 20th, 2014. I started off with What I'm Leeching Now and jumped into quite a few news stories for the week. WoW gained 600,000 subscribers since June. Layoffs at Turbine. Xbox One and PS4 are both getting system updates. A new trailer for a video game called Hatred was released, and boy was it controversial. Some of the games I played for the week, Nidhogg, South Park Pinball, Munchkin Pathfinder, Grabwell, Abyss, and of course I talk about some of the games I want to play now. Enjoy the episode. Good evening gamers, and welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. My name is Joe Luzzi, and we are at episode 46. As always, you can send us emails at whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at whatimplayingnow. Don't forget to drop the G. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. I've been playing a lot of things on Twitch lately. I've been doing a lot of streaming of Shadow of Mordor directly from my PS4, which is such a really nice feature. I really enjoy that one. But let's jump into what I'm leeching now, because we had a lot of news stories to cover this week, as well as a lot of games that I played for the week. So, as far as what I'm leeching now and what you can get for for free or on sale, I actually have quite a few sales going on this week. One of the first ones I wanted to talk about was Microsoft offering two Xbox One bundles that offer Assassin's Creed and Unity Black Flag. Or Assassin's Creed Unity and then Assassin's Creed Black Flag. The one bundles for $3.99. You can also get one that get one that comes with Connect for $4.99. I believe these go on sale November 2nd. And you will have to wait until the 11th to play Unity, as you will not get to play the game early, but you can play Black Flag right now. Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag is a game that I played on my PS4 quite extensively, and it's a really great game if you haven't played it yet. Definitely pick it up. Uh, it also sounds looks like Microsoft is offering several other bundles that they have, because they have a Sunset Overdrive bundle, a Call of Duty Advanced Warfare bundle, and, they, and the Call of Duty one actually comes with a 1-terabyte hard drive, which is actually pretty cool, because that's one of the biggest hard drives that anybody's ever released, actually, to go along with some of the new consoles. So if you're looking for an Xbox One, hey, two games plus an Xbox One for $399, not a bad damn deal from Microsoft. All right, what else can you do this week? New players for World of Warcraft can get World of Warcraft and all current expansions for 20 bucks. I wanted to throw this one in there because, truthfully, that's not a bad deal. So you can actually get the Burning Crusade, Wrath of the Lich King, Cataclysm, and Myths of Pandaria all for 20 bucks right off the Battle.net store. And if WoW has been something you're um, thinking about getting into, now is probably one of the best times to get into it, especially with the Warlords of Draenor coming out on November 13th. Probably no better time than now to jump into the game. Uh, one of the news stories we actually will talk about later actually discusses some of the increases that Blizzard has seen in the subscription base for World of Warcraft. But we'll get to that in a little bit. One of the other games that you can play for free for the next couple of days at least, Civilization V, um, is being offered from 2K Games on Steam this week. Uh, for free. So basically, as Civilization Beyond Earth, their launch is coming up this week. I believe it's actually Thursday is when that's coming out, the 24th, I think this is when that's scheduled for. Uh, you can actually play Civ 5 for free on Steam. If you haven't checked out Civ 5, definitely check it out. I'm really looking forward to play Civilization Beyond Earth. It's one of the games I'm really looking forward to playing, but of course, I need to finish 
Shadow of Mordor first, and we will get to that later on. So a couple of teasers here. All right, let's jump into some news stories. One of the first news stories I wanted to talk about was from a GameSpot article. There's a haunting message found in Destiny's first loot cave. I will have a link to the video um, from that GameSpot has on there. Basically, if you go into one of the loot cave or one of the original loot caves, there will be kind of like a pile of bones there and everything. You can go up and interact with it, and there will be uh, kind of like a voiceover that plays. And I will not spoil anything. Either experience it in game, or definitely check out the video, which I watched, which is actually pretty cool. Sorry, need to get a drink of Powerade. Um, but I thought it was pretty cool, so I really don't want to spoil anything, but definitely check out, like I said, the video. Or if you do have Destiny, go to the game and check out that area. Alright, Blizzard, we are going to get over to their subscriber increase and world of warcraft has actually gained 600,000 subscribers since june so they're up around 7.4 million subscribers which actually for a 10 year old game is pretty damn good i think uh they actually just released one of the latest updates to the game and it's basically getting the game ready for warlords of drainer that i mentioned earlier uh, but it's still nowhere near their 12 million peak from about 2010. But still, a 10-year-old game having uh, 7.4 million subscribers. I'm sure a lot of people were logging back in because one of the stories we talked about a couple of weeks ago were people being able to actually save their names um, if the game if they haven't been played in the past several years. It sounds like they're going to be putting a lot of the names back into the pool um, for characters to take. And so, I have a feeling that some of these. Um, new subscribers i guess we should say or maybe the increase is probably from people coming back to actually maybe just save their names and save their characters so they don't actually lose that but um kudos to them for the actual increase in subscriber rate which you probably don't really see too too often in the mmo market around here so that's kind of a good thing our next news game news story is from polygon it's um, amazon game studios they're actually coming out with three new games that are going to basically be, be um, around their fire tablets you have Till Morning's Light, which is a touch-based action-adventure game. You have Tales from Deep Space, which is a two-player local co-op game. And you also have Creepstorm, which is basically a tower defense type game where you're trying to destroy, de destroy the world's most powerful vampire, as well as other hordes of undead. I just wanted to mention this because I think that's pretty cool that they're actually releasing several new games. It sounds like they're just going to be released for the Fire tablet, so if you don't have a Fire, um, it'll be interesting to see if you actually have the Amazon App Store, if these will work on other tablets. I don't see why they wouldn't but um who knows we'll have to wait and see what amazon actually does with that and i'm probably going to try to get through some of these news stories really quick so i don't have an hour-long podcast because i actually did play quite a few games this week so but i also found quite a few news stories i wanted to talk about so i'm just going to hit on a lot of the news stories this week real quickly uh so this way we can try to just get through everything in a decent amount of time so I still have actually time to publish and produce the podcast tonight before I try to get a little bit of sleep before working tomorrow. Uh, but our next new story is an update for Shadow of Mordor. Like I said, I'm still playing this game, so we will get to that under the What I'm Playing Now section of the podcast. But uh, if you have the game, you are able to download one of the latest updates, and that gives you a photo mode. And some of the photos they actually had on Polygon look pretty sweet. I've been so busy playing the game, I actually haven't even tried the damn photo mode yet because I was just trying to get through the game this week, and I was hoping to come close to finishing it and... Um, We'll see if I am or not when we get to the next section of the podcast, though. 
All right, one of the next updates that I wanted to talk about Major Nelson had on his website, the Xbox One is getting their uh, getting another update, and it has a lot of shit to it. So there's going to be new Snap and Friends functions. So there's going to be an update to Snaps. There's going to be Friends Snap app, a Messages Snap app. They have an Achievements app, Friends sections, new Smart Glass features. They have improvements for TV and video. There's going to be a Media Player, DLNA and MKV support, um, a Live TV mini guide. They have a One Guide in 11 new countries. Internet TV apps, Universal Remote Control and Smart Glass, Live TV initial setup experience. They got a bunch of stuff. There's a whole bunch of stuff I haven't even mentioned on here. Um, go to Major Nelson's site. I actually ha- I will have the links in my podcast. If you have your Xbox One, I'm sure you already got this because I believe this did roll out um, on the 15th, so basically last week. But if you are thinking about getting an Xbox One, these updates will be one of the things you get to download uh, once you hook that thing up. So enjoy a lot of your new updates. All right, the next thing is kind of a bummer of a story, and there have been layoffs at Turbine. So uh, Lord of the Rings Online Studio is actually laying off um, some people. They're having to, Turbine says they're having to eliminate some positions in order to invest in growth in areas at Turbine. So that kind of sucks. You never like to see people getting laid off, especially around this time of the year as you're getting close to going into the holidays and stuff. Um, I know that happened to me years ago, and it really kind of sucks. Uh, but, you know, thing, things do happen. Businesses do run a certain way, and they basically just look at the bottom line. So this is kind of really shocking, though, because I believe there were layoffs at Turbine months ago, especially around the time when Ashron's Call was going free-to-play. Uh, so Turbine, I think, is actually taking quite a few hits this year, uh, which is really which is really sad to see. It's one of, the, one of my more favorite studios, especially since I am such a huge Ashron's Call fan. Uh, I'm a, I was a big Lord of the Rings fan online, you know, Lord of the Rings online fan as well. When that game first came out, I actually purchased the Lifetime subscription. This is a game I've been actually wanting to get back into lately and just haven't really had a chance to sit down and play kind of like an MMO with all the other things I've been trying to play and get under my belt right now. So hopefully sooner or later I can actually get back into Lord of the Rings Online and experience a little bit more of the content because I actually never did hit max level and I, I kind of would like to in that game actually just max my character out and maybe that will be one of the New Year's resolutions for next year is to actually get back into Lotro. Maybe I can talk to my old, um, some friends I used to play AC with. I know my old patron from AC, Ashron's Call, he, he was playing Lord of the Rings Online. Maybe we can get together once a week and maybe do some leveling and maybe I can hit max level and see some of the higher things that I really never experienced in that game. So PlayStation is also coming up with a new 2.0 firmware update. So on the PlayStation blog, Sony announced that they're going to be releasing a bunch of stuff in the 2.0 update. You're going to be able to have a USB music player, which um, which was not available before. So a lot of people are really going to like that. You're going to change the background color and themes uh, to the PS4. Uh, there's going to be a new section where players you may know will show up. So not only will it suggest It'll kind of suggest people that you may know who are potential friends, kind of like in this section, which kind of sounds pretty cool. Um, There's going to be enhancements to live broadcasting. Content area and library is going to be updated. Um, There's going to be enhanced voice commands, which are pretty cool. And you can actually add something to the library, which is basically a function that's going to be for all the PlayStation Plus games. Instead of just having an option to just download them, you will actually be able to just add it to your library, and it will basically look like you purchased it but not actually do the download which is pretty cool because i know that's a feature i would like on my vita right now because even with my 64 gig memory card i filled the damn thing up so i was already deleting games last week when i was trying to update uh, some of the games uh, that came out for october 
Um, I was able to get everything downloaded, but I did have to whack a couple of the bigger games that I just wasn't playing. So sometimes you got to do that because even with a 64 gig memory card, it only holds so much shit. One of the other stories I wanted to talk about this week, GameSpot had an article where they talked about Google revealing a $99 Nexus Games console. So what this looks like is it kind of looks like something um, similar to kind of like it's it, it's going to be running the Android TV kind of operating system, but it's going to be similar to like the PlayStation TV and Apple TV or like an Ouya. Um, for $99, bucks. It's going to have a 1.8 gigahertz processor, a gig of RAM. It's an Atom quad-core processor. There's going to be 8 gigs of internal storage. These types of devices are really cool. Out of all the devices I probably listed, I would probably go with the PlayStation TV, mainly because I do have the Vita, mainly because I have the PS4, because I would basically be able to hook that PS, that PlayStation TV up to another TV in my house, like in my bedroom, and actually be able to play the games from my PS4 up in the bedroom, which would actually be, be pretty slick. Um, some of these other devices, I have a Chromecast hooked up to my TV now. I recently just removed my Google TV, which was just being a pain in the butt, having to restart, being restarted so much, so frequently lately. I just got rid of it, and, uh, and the Chromecast is just really doing its thing for 30 bucks. I'm not really too sure how a lot of these little kind of like TV devices are actually going to go over. I, I think they're kind of just like little gimmicky things i really don't want to play any games that i'm playing on my phone on the big tv i'd rather just pull out my vita or just pull out the ps4 or the ps3 or my xbox 360 and pretty much just play something on those so i guess this could be a system that you know i don't want to say maybe for younger kids but maybe for parents who don't want to put as much money into a console maybe get their kids something like this but um you know, since it is so cheap, and then you can actually use it for streaming. But still, it's just not going to have the games that I personally want to play. So um, I'm going to keep an eye on this because I do like Google devices, and it looks like this is being um, created by Asus, and they make some good shit. So I'm go I'm going to check this out, but um, I definitely want to try somebody else's before I get one for myself. All right, our next news story is going to be about a game that was announced last week. If you follow any of the gaming sites, I'm sure you've heard of the game Hatred being announced and the trailer that was released, and the trailer is just pretty freaking wicked. And it also sounds like a lot of people everywhere were kind of just going ape shit over this game because of just how violent it is. Which kind of makes me scratch my head, considering Grand Theft Auto has been around for how many years now, and pretty much anything you can do in Grand Theft Auto you can do in this game. It's just that the developers in this game of hatred have said this is what the object of the game is to just basically go around and kill people so it's you're you're doing this in any first person shooter you're doing this in so many games that are out there right now i don't know why so many people have jumped on the bandwagon of declaring this game kind of just like bad and nobody wants to play it i kind of want to play it because i just want to see how good of a game it is i mean if they're saying that it's you know this where you're just kind of playing like this killer who's just going on a killing spree i i would kind of just like to see if there's actually any gameplay there if they're just kind of just going for like a violent type of thing but um it's it's kind of really crazy i was really scratching my head as to how many people were just jumping on 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 the bandwagon for this game and just basically stating that you know they don't want to play the game they think this game's horrible um but it's it's a it's a game I mean, I'm, I, I don't know. I guess everybody has different um, 
different thoughts about a lot of different things. I, like I said, I would really just like to kind of play it before I actually start, you know, throwing it under the bus for anything. But there were a lot of people talking about a lot of different stories. And one of the interesting stories I found this week on Polygon that's related to the developers um, of Hatred, uh, the name of the company is, the name of the developer is Destructive Games, there were a lot of people that were thinking they were uh, related to a Polish neo-Nazi group, and uh, the CEO kind of just came out and said, "We're not really, we're not affiliated with any of this stuff. All of these stories are just ridiculous. We just created a game that was kind of like over the top, and they're not even too sure how they're actually going to publish this game. They don't have a publisher. They're not really even too sure if they can get this game on Steam or on Good Old Games, which is where they would kind of like to to put this game for sale. It's they're they're." They're not even going to try to get it on the console because they're just a smaller developer and they just don't have the the means to be able to do something like that. So I'm kind of hoping this does come out maybe on good old games or Steam and I'm really interested to see how well the game or how the game actually, not how well the game, but if the game is actually accepted at all and how well it actually sells and if and if people actually you know, go start going after the game like like a lot of writers have gone after the game so far and a lot of just other developers and um it, it just sounds like there's there's just been a lot of negativity about the game. I mean Epic Games, um since it's using Unreal Engine four has even tried to distance themselves. They've basically asked that the developer not use any of the Unreal Engine four um you know artwork or anything any of the logos or anything to go along with the game and they do not want to be associated with it anyway but they're also not st stopping them from you know using unreal engine 4 and from actually putting the game out which i which i do tip my hat to epic games for because I, I would be really disappointed if they actually did go after them and say you know no you can't use any of our stuff for this game we don't we don't want our engine to be used for this so i'm really glad that they actually are letting them do that and having basically the freedom of speech to do that so Enough of that one, though. We're going to jump into what I was thinking about putting as my number one news story, but I kind of threw it in here. Um, Uncanny X-Men Dice Masters from WizKids is actually being delayed a week. It sounds like there have been a lot of shipping problems going on on the West Coast, and it sounds like that WizKids will not be able to get all of the product to all of their different distribution and warehouses in time for the release, which was supposed to be Wednesday. And it's basically been delayed a week now, so it's going to be coming out the 29th. But Dice Masters on Kenny X-Men wasn't the only thing delayed. D&D um, Attack Wing was actually also delayed by a week. And that's a miniatures game that's coming out from WizKids. So basically we have a couple of things that are being released, or being basically delayed because of shipping um, issues that were going on over on the West Coast, which really bums me out. I was really excited to get my hands on Uncanny X-Men. I've been reading up on a lot of the cards. I've been trying to put together maybe some ideas for decks that I would kind of like to play. Uh, I do have a lot of this ordered. So I will be doing, when I do get my hands on some of this stuff, I will be doing an unboxing of probably a full booster box. I do have a case of boosters coming to me, which is basically two gravity feeds. I don't know if I'll open them both on Twitch or if I will just do one. I'll probably just do one uh, because opening but two of them is just going to be an extremely long time. But um, hopefully I get some good cards once I do get um, these gravity feeds in my hand. 
one of the other news stories I saw from WizKids was that they are actually going to be working with um, the MMORPG Neverwinter, and they're going to be doing some prom cross-play promotion with D&D Attack Wing, where there will be codes for items that you will be able to redeem within the game Neverwinter. I had downloaded Neverwinter a while ago and actually was playing that for a little bit. It's not a bad MMO. It's something that... I just played for a little bit and just didn't have the time to get into. But if you are a player of Neverwinter and if you are going to be picking up D&D um, Attack Wings from, Wings from WizKids, um, definitely make sure that you get some of those codes and get some of the items that you're going to be able to utilize in Neverwinter. And our next story is from GameSpot, which is going to be another game delay. Yet, just another one. And this is Project Cars, and this one's getting delayed to March 2015. Um, kind of a bummer. I kind of really wanted to see this game, but um, I guess the one thing that'll be cool, since it's being delayed to March 20th, by then I should definitely have my new video card, and considering how good the graphics on this game looked, I will definitely be trying to push that video card to the max with this damn game. Alright, our next news story. I got one, a link from Board Game Geek News, and it is the Magic the Gathering strategy board game preview. So over at um, Spiel 2014 this year over in Essen, they actually had um, kind of like a prototype game of the Magic the Gathering strategy board game. I mentioned this last week, and I was writing a couple of things that I said. It looks like it's going to be played on a hex game, game board. It looks like it's going to be a two to five player type game. You're going to be, each player is going to be playing. Um, kind of like a different planeswalker and you will have you will each have your own color of mana so there'll be like a player playing green a player playing red hence the two to five players since there is currently five colors in magic which i think is pretty cool um they kind of say it's kind of like a cross between maybe HeroScape and magic the gathering um but definitely watch the video that i have links to from um board game geek and it looks pretty damn cool, I have to say myself. So it sounds like this game is actually going to be released at Gen Con 2015. But um, what, like I said, what they're showing is kind of like a prototype of the game. So none of the stuff is final product. But uh, I'm really interested in seeing a lot more of this game and hearing more of it as we go through to Gen Con of 2015 next year. And our last news story for the week is going to be about Drive Club. It was a story that was released earlier today on GameSpot. And it sounds like they've actually cleared up a few of their network issues that they had. There's still no PS Plus Edition release date announced. But most of the players that have the game should be able to play online. Considering it's been two weeks, kudos to them. And it's about damn time. Alright, that's it for the news stories. Let's jump into the what I'm playing now part of the podcast. And I played quite a bit of games this week. So one of the first games I played on the PS4, of course, was Nidhogg. When that first came out, I downloaded that immediately and sat there and played it. I think the first time I played through the whole game just on single player, just to kind of get accustomed to the game and get a feel for the controls and everything. My wife wasn't feeling too hot the one night, so she really didn't want to participate in some of the Nidhogg fun. Um, but I had a blast playing it. I think the first time I played it, I was able to finish the whole game without dying once, but it literally took me probably about 50 minutes or so because there were some screens where... Me and the computer were just going back and forth, and I think they were a good 15 to 20 minute games, which were just complete, just marathon plays. And then other levels later on after that, I was able to finish in like a minute 30. 
Um, I then played the game, I think, over the weekend, and I think I finished it in like under 30 minutes, um, all the different levels. I'm still nowhere near as fast as some of the people that are on some of the leaderboards that are doing it in like 12 to 15 minutes and stuff, which is just, to me, that's completely insane. There's... I just can't finish the game that fast, but I'm still having a lot of fun with it. I can't wait for my wife to actually try this game because she saw it and she was, this actually does look kind of cool. And I think it'll be a pretty good co-op game that we'll be able to play against each other and have quite a few good battles with. The other thing I purchased when I bought Nidhogg was, of course, I could not pass up South Park Pinball. Zen Pin for Zen Pinball 2 on the PS4, I picked that up. I have to say this is probably one of my most favorite tables for Zen Pinball 2. One of my biggest disappointments with this game though is it appears to have some frame rate issues there are times when the frame rate just seems to dip and the ball almost just seems to stutter as it's going through some of the different rails or it's coming down the center of the table and it almost looks like a magnet is pulling the ball in a couple of the different directions as the frame rate just slows down a little bit I played the game quite a bit over the weekend I don't even know how many how many different games I played but I would just sit there and just play it over repeatedly and and really enjoyed it I was finally figuring out how to you know where the where I needed to go once I basically you know spelled out Cartman's name or was doing Stan's different um, thing and it's if you're if you're a South Park fan, you definitely want to pick this up. Even even though the game does have frame rate issues, if you're a South Park fan, I wouldn't pass this up. You'll enjoy it. There's chefs even in the game, and when I saw Chef there, and Chef's voice that you can try to basically date women. Once you, I think you hit Chef like four times, um, you'll then try to date four women and get them into your house. And it was, it's something that's just really cool. I I, I definitely wouldn't pass it up. And of course, the other big thing I played on the PS4 was Shadow of Mordor, Middle of Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor. I think as of last night, I was around 85% of the way through, almost 100% in the game. I have four of the five final War Chiefs branded. I went to brand the fifth one, and I just got a two attack happy and actually killed him. So now I basically need to go brand a couple other ones and then hopefully one of the ones I have branded will basically move into space and I can then come close to finishing the game. I think I'm on like the 19th or the 20th mission and I have so much other stuff completed in that game. Um, I'm going to try to 100% the game and finish everything if I can. I will probably do that this coming weekend because I probably won't be able to play too too much during the week between... Um, tomorrow being dice master night and then um, wednesday night i'll probably go back to doing um my diablo 2 stream on twitch if i am home from working time because i will be working late wednesday so it all depends on how my work schedule goes wednesday if i will be doing a stream or not i'm hoping that i will be able to actually do a stream wednesday night but that's kind of up in the air thursday is going to be board game night so probably between friday saturday and sunday is when i will be trying to finish up middle or shadow of mordor and i'm really considering picking up all the dlc for this game and getting the season pass for it i really can't i think the last time i actually bought a season pass for a game was probably saints row the third i had considered it originally on um on the one game i was playing on the ps4 watchdogs and after playing Watch Dogs for quite a bit, I really just didn't want to play Watch Dog DLC. But I kind of want to keep going back to Shadow of Mordor. Uh, just going around and killing orcs and just doing everything in that game is is just a hell of a lot of fun. I, I, I don't know what it is about it. I'm still really enjoying the combat. Everything, there's just, there's enough different things to do that you don't get tired of any one thing. 
but there aren't so many different things to do that you feel completely overwhelmed. So I think they pretty much hit everything spot on as being able to offer you a nice selection of things to do open world style, but not overwhelming you. So it's I, I definitely give the developers a thumbs up on that game. If you have not played Shadow of Mordor yet, go pick it up immediately. It is a game you definitely want to play. All right, let's get on to some of the board games I played for the week because I actually did not play Pathfinder this past week. I went down and played some board games. Um, and one of the first games we played was a little game called Gravwell. This is a really cool kind of like little... I guess you could kind of say it's a card game, but it has a board component to it. You're basically a player who's controlling a ship. Your ship is controlled and fueled by cards. And what you do is, since we had four players, there were 12 or 12 stacks of two cards each that are basically laid out in front of everybody. And then everybody kind of does um, kind of like an, I don't want to say like an auction, but they basically draft their cards. So the first card, there's two stacks in each card. The first cards are laid face down. The other card, the second set of cards is laid face up. So everybody at least knows one of the two cards that they will actually be able to play that round. And you go through and everybody basically takes you know three sets of cards and then you look at all your cards and then you basically start playing the cards and the cards are based um, on different elements and they're all they all basically you go off of the the alphabets of the elements so if I play a card that has like um, like an A is the first letter of the element and somebody else plays like a C is their first letter of their element my my actual play would go first so you're you're looking at your cards and you're trying to figure out when you want to play something and where you're at in regards to everybody else's spaceship because you're the cards that you play if you play a card that goes that you expect to go forward the way the game works is your spaceship will move toward whatever object it is closest to. So if there is a spaceship that's two spaces behind you and the closest spaceship ahead of you is four spaces, if you think you're going to be moving forward that turn, you're actually going to be moving backwards. And there's a card that basically reverses that where you will go backwards. And then there's a card that actually pulls all of your allies or all of your opponents towards you. So it's it's a game where you really have to think and see where you're at in the row of spaceships that are basically trying to work through the circle um, of the galaxy and try to get towards the exit. And it was it was a pretty cool little game. It was probably about a thirty. It probably took us about thirty minutes to finish in our first time playing, which which is I think what it said on the box. It's like about a thirty minute twenty to thirty minute game. And um, I'd give I I definitely get, thought the game was was pretty well thought out and everybody had a really good time playing it. Um, it was really easy to pick up. I, I, I thought the mechanics of the game were, were pretty original. I don't think I've actually ever played a game where you were trying to guess what everybody else is playing and you can kind of control where your movement goes based on the card you're playing, based on um, you know the letter of the element that you're playing. So if you get a chance to play this game, definitely play it. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, and I, I, I really did. The second game we played... Um, well, actually, the second game I played was uh, Munchkin Pathfinder. Now, I have not played a true Munchkin game. I've played um, 
Munchkin Quest, which is similar to some of the Munchkin card games, but I had never really played a Munchkin card game before. And one of the guys actually brought down Munchkin Pathfinder, and he had a ton of expansions for this game. Um, the Necronomicon expansion, he had um, like a Fairy Dust expansion. He had stacks of cards just everywhere. And I said, what the hell, let's play this. So we sat down, I think there were four of us, and once I kind of got a good feeling for the game and how it worked out, I, I liked Path. I liked I liked Munchkin. I think Munchkin is a pretty cool game. The one thing that I was kind of disappointed with Munchkin is that it just seems to go on a little too long for me. While I like kind of how the game plays, I like that you can really screw your opponents over, and you can try to get people to force you to you know to force you to help you and everything like that. Um, especially since we were playing with that fairy deck, when the fairy got pulled. Um, Whoever pulled her, there were if somebody, you know, if they weren't able to defeat the fairy, they basically got charmed by the fairy, and then other players can force them to help them with some of the combats and everything. But I, I really like just the silliness of of, of the Munchkin game, and I, and I know that's how it's supposed to play, and I, I really like that. Um, but I thought the game just dragged on just a little, little bit too long for me. I would I would kind of like it to, instead of being like a ninety minute game, almost more like a sixty minute game. Because at the 90-minute mark where we were close to finishing, I was kind of just like, okay, I'm kind of done with this. I'd kind of like to maybe play something else tonight. I really don't want to be playing Munchkin, you know, for the whole night. Um, but um, we got it finished, and we had a good time. I actually gave my hand over to somebody else who was actually able to win um, because I think I was level 8, and everybody else was around level 4 or so level four or five, so he was pretty close to winning, and he actually was able to finish the game, and it was actually able to, um, was actually able to win, and my headset's about to die, so let me plug this in real quick. So we will plug that in and make sure that we're wired to make sure it doesn't die on us. Um, but I really liked Munchkin. Munchkin, I would play Munchkin again. Like I said, I just wish, wish Munchkin would just maybe play a little bit faster and it could have been the first time there were two two out of the four of us it was the first time we had played so i think the first several rounds we were going really slow because we kind of were still trying to learn the rules and how all the cards work together and everything and what we could all do and what we couldn't do so i would definitely like to play it again with a group of people that have all played it before and maybe the game would move a little bit faster um but i i kind of liked it it's silly it's something that's mindless there's really not a lot of thinking you have to do um and sometimes those types of games are just fun I know a lot of people kind of talk down about Munchkin and don't really give it any sort of kudos, but uh, I, I can't do that. I actually, I actually enjoyed it, so I apologize to those people who maybe don't like it that much. Um, the last game I played was a game called Abyss. I had been wanting to play this game for a little while. I've heard about it from a couple of different people, and I had seen it on the shelf at the game store, and it looked kind of interesting. The... the the concept of reading it sounded really different, and once I kind of sat down and played it, we all kind of sat there and scratched our heads. Um, several of us hadn't played it before, and the guy who actually taught it to us had played it, um, has played it several times now. But Abyss is a game of basically where it, it, it uses cards, and it's a victory point um, game where you're going for victory points. So on your turn, what you do is you can do one of three things. You can basically try to get allies, and you basically have, on the top of the board, you will have somebody that will flip over a card, and then you use a, um, 
you can use pearls in the game which are actually used to as currency and when you flip over that top card if you're kind of going what we were calling fishing uh, for the allies the the game goes around and everybody has an option to basically buy that ally that they can then put in their hand. Allies are used to buy larger cards, which are called lords, and then lords have a, some lords have a symbol of keys on them. If you collect uh, lords that have, or if you collect three keys between your lords, you can then purchase a location area, which will then give you other benefits, and the lords can give you other benefits too. Um, but uh, it's it's a it's a good good strategy game, but it's it's really crazy because when you're doing doing that fishing phase, you can also be attacked by a monster, and there's like a track where you will move. Every time a monster is 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 or is displayed, you move this uh, marker along the track line um, once e for each monster that comes out, and each time it's moved, if you actually say you're going to fight the monster. Um, that could be the end of your turn, and you basically can get a couple of pearls. You can get um, a couple of actually monster tokens, which actually are just have victory points on them. But the the way we played uh, the the way the game is won, I don't know if there's multiple ways to win this. Uh, the guy who actually was teaching us, he won because he had pulled seven lords, and then it went to, and then you basically everybody gets one more. Once he got seven lords under his control, everybody got one more turn, and then the game was over, and we went to totaling up for victory points. But let me go back to what you can do on your turn. So on your turn, like I said, you can do the fishing thing. So you can fish, you can turn over an ally card, and... If nobody wants to purchase that card, you then have the opportunity to basically just take the card, and that would be the end of your turn. If you don't want that card, you can keep, keep flipping over, and I think there's like six or seven cards you can flip over. Once you get to the end, if you make it to the end and nobody's purchased, um, and you and you you haven't um, t taken a card yet, you are then forced to take that final card, and you also get a pearl, which you can then use um, to buy car allies on somebody else's turn. There's a center section of the board where all of the cards that are then left on that top section after they're flipped over, they all go into their appropriate colored or, um, I guess you could say all the different allies have kind of like different races or something. They all go into an appropriate section on the board, and on your turn you can actually just take one of those piles. Um, and like I said, you basically spend those allies to buy the lords. It's it's an interesting game, interesting mechanics. Once we were kind of all done playing, we kind of all just sat there and we're talking about the game for a little bit. And we were just like, okay, it's not a bad game, but it wasn't a great game. We really couldn't find anything that was too broken about the game other than the whole kind of fishing part where you're kind of flipping that over and people are, are basically paying you to buy an ally on your turn kind of that old mechanic just seemed to kind of slow the game down a little bit and we all kind of sat there and we all were just like it's it's an okay game but we kind of all just agreed that it just wasn't a lot of fun and i've played a lot of games with um you know the, these the guys that i was actually playing abyss with before i played quite a few games with these guys before and we've all had a lot of good times playing a lot of other games and we all kind of just sat there and was like you know i i don't know what it is about the game but we were just like it's 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 almost like there's something missing from the game like some sort of fun factor and i and i i don't know what it is i don't know what i would even do to fix the game like i said cuz we can't tell if it's broken or if there's just or what it is but even the guy who taught it to us who said who's played it multiple times now he goes 
he kind of agreed with all of us that had played it for the first time. He goes, yeah, he goes, I'm really on the fence about this game. He goes, it's not really a bad game, but he goes, it's just not, he goes, I'm just not really seeing the fun in the game. And that's kind of what all of us sat there and agreed to. So I would definitely try Abyss if you get a chance. It's different. If anybody out there has maybe some different feelings to it or uh, some different tips on what we can do to maybe enjoy the game a little more, I'd be really interested in hearing some things about the game. Um, but for me right now, I'm not really too sure I would go back and, and even play it again. If somebody wanted to play it, I'd probably sit down and play it again, but I don't think this would be a game I would actually go to the store and say, hey, everybody, I want to play Abyss, let's do this. Uh, so like I said, if somebody else wanted to and they hadn't played it before... I'd sit down and play it again, sure. Like I said, it wasn't broken, but it just wasn't something that I just had a hell of a lot of fun with. And then over the course of the weekend, besides playing a lot of Shadow of Mordor, one of the things I wanted to try to sit down and do was play some more of the Pathfinder Adventure card game. Um, I hadn't played this. I hadn't played um, Rise of the Rune Lords in quite a while. And with organized play starting up uh, for Skull and Shackles, that's something I really wanted to get into. And I'm hoping to actually going to be running the organized play down at uh, my local game store. So I really wanted to get a lot more familiar with the rules for the adventure card game. I sat down and played several games of Rise of the Rune Lords on Saturday. And I'm going to try to teach this to my wife again because it's been quite a while since she's played. And I'd really like to try to go through the whole scenario pool that I have right now and and play it for play it quite a bit more. I was having a heck of a heck of a lot of fun playing it. I was just doing some solo play, just trying to relearn the, learn the rules and make sure that I had a good grasp on how everything worked and everything. So I really like the Pathfinder Adventure card game. If you haven't, if that's something you haven't played before, maybe look to see if any of your local stores are doing any of the organized play. Skull and Shackles looks like it's really cool. They've added in quite a bit of new concepts to it, and this is actually one of the games I want to play now, which is the Pathfinder Adventure card game, Skull and Shackles. So we can just jump right into the last part of the show, and um, the Skull and Shackles adds in boats and a couple other new things that they didn't have in the Rise of the Rune Lords base set. So I really like the whole boat component that I've watched a couple of videos on and everything and I'm really stoked to start organized play which I think we're going to be starting in a couple of weeks I think November 1st I think the one Saturday is going to be uh, hopefully the first time I actually get to maybe run that so one of the other games I kind of wanted to play um, after playing King of Tokyo last week I really would like to try King of New York I watched a video on that being played um, this past week and it looks like it's really cool. You have a lot more areas you can go to, and it seems like there's going to be a lot more strategy to this game, um, possibly than King of Tokyo had. So I think that's going to be it. I think that's quite a bit of what we did for this past week as far as playing games. I'm going to be busy with another week of playing games this week. Like I said, I have another Dice Master tournament tomorrow. I will be playing hopefully some more board games on Thursdays. And of course, hopefully I will be able to get out of work Wednesday night to be able to do a Twitch stream and do some more Diablo 2. If not, Diablo 2 will be back for sure next Wednesday. But other than that, send us some emails. Let us know what you're thinking and how the show is and what I can do to maybe improve the show. What I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Of course, don't forget about the Google Plus page, plus.google.com slash plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And of course, the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. That's it for this episode, everybody. Thanks for watching and have a good week and go play some games. We'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.